Welcome to Book Babes and Bubbles. This is our new Book Babe Chat um, episodes, and we're really excited about it. And we're really excited to welcome Renee Rocco to the podcast. Um, she writes romance. We're here to learn about her newest release, and we're just really excited to have her here. Thank you so much, Renee, for joining us. Hi, thank you for having me. So how are you doing? Uh, anything you're doing during your quarantine life? I know life's sort of bananas uh, right now. Thanks uh, Thanks for joining. No, just I have two kids, so they're virtually learning. They're doing the hybrid, and I wrote a book. That's what I did during quarantine. My husband's a mail carrier, so we've kind of been careful with that. But other than that, I'm an introvert, so I always spent my time at home and I've always worked from home yeah I'm a publisher so I've I've always worked from home that's awesome it's funny like with the pandemic it's I talked to you know quite a few authors and there I was like how does the pandemic affect you and they're like well hasn't really changed my existence much (laughs) I like being home and I'm writing at home um how's the 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 virtual learning for I know I have so many friends with kids who are like that's been the the gnarliest part of the pandemic is kind of getting on this virtual learning curve. Well, yeah, um, I have one daughter who's uh, in 10th grade and it's hard for her because she's actually going to take her PT as the PSATs on the 26th. Yeah, so it's hard for her and I have another one in fourth grade. So it's difficult for them. They're, you know, the little one's falling a little bit behind as obviously, you know, the world is right now, but you know, they're going to catch up. They're going to catch yeah, up. Yeah, definitely. So. I, I can't imagine. I look back, I, I felt so bad, um, you know, for seniors and people in high school, you know, you have homecoming and all that sort of stuff. And the struggle is real. I, I feel for them and, and dealing with this pandemic and for the parents, really for the parents. So. And we don't see my husband. We don't see my husband until like eight o'clock at night because he's a mail carrier and everyone's ordering everything. So we kiss him goodbye at like six and, you know, six in the morning and we don't see him until you know, seven o'clock at night, eight o'clock at night. Wow. So that's why I wrote a book. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're excited to talk about it. So, so Renee, how long have you been writing? I, I was reading up on your website, um, which is ReneeRocco.com. Uh, and I noticed your bio says you're coming back after a 13 year hiatus. So have you written books before? Is this your first book? Tell me a little bit about your writing journey and, and everything. Okay. Well, Technically, I've actually been writing since I'm 10. I know it's like so cliche, but as a little girl, I've always wanted to write. And I'm, I'm old, so I'm 47. So I've, you know, I've been around. But, um, you know, I was a little girl in school who was always like, you know, writing little stories. But it was science fiction or nothing, you know, major. But um, when I read a romance at 15, that's when I knew. Like, I just, it clicked. Like, I just knew I wanted to write, but didn't ever really think I was going to you know, ever be a writer. Wait, so Renee, I, I have a very similar story and I always like to hear what was the romance novel that you read at 15? Because I can remember the exact book that like yeah. turned it all for me. And I'm <laughs> yeah. just so curious, like what's the book that made you go, I want to write this? Well, it was it's actually very funny because I had strep throat and I could have remember, you know, when you could just remember the moment, you know, I didn't know you could remember the moment very clearly. My mother hates romance novels, hates them. <laughs> and she had like this, ironically, right? And she had this like really like this epic one. Like I don't even know how she got it. She probably doesn't even remember how she got it. And I had strep throat. And back then when you had strep throat, it was like in bed, 10 days on antibiotics, couldn't go to school, couldn't do anything. You were like stuck in bed. And I was, must have been irritating the crap out of her. And she was like, here, read this. And she didn't realize what she flung in my face. And it was Shauna. 
by Catherine E. Woodward. And I read it cover to cover. And I was like, this is it. I (laughs) am hooked. I read the good part. I read the dirty part. I read it all. And that was it. And I was hooked ever since. And you're like, the rest is history. (laughs) Yeah, every allowance. I was like, you know, whatever bookstore that was around back then, you know, buying romance novels and like, you know, reading them on the sly. And that was it. And I knew what I wanted to be when I grew up. And the funny thing was I worked for Kensington now and I wanted, and I had like the, the love sweep romances, which were Kensington. And I said, oh, I want to be like a love sweep romance author when I'm older. And now I work for the company behind the scenes. That's amazing. That is like the greatest story, actually. <laughs> you wanted to be a writer <laughs> and, I and love my job. publishing. Like, that's so cool. Like in the book. The and I love working for them. And they're like amazing to work for. So it's like, it's like so funny. I, I work for it. Like I work for them and in like a different aspect. I, could, I would have never thought that I would do that. So it's, it's, it's just funny. Yeah, I, I love that. That is so cool. I mean, in a way, you are living the dream. The bookish dream. Yeah, I am. I am. I really <laughs> am. I have to say, I, I really am. I'm very lucky. That's amazing. And I just fell into it. <laughs> so, so, uh, so you wrote this book and you've been writing since you were you know a kid so which is awesome mm-hmm. you know is this is um which is your book that just came out is wrath is that how i'm, pr- I'm pronouncing it correct right so wrath just came Wait. out in december so is that your first published novel no i actually wrote paranormal romance under a pseudonym of wow um in 2000 okay so this is again funny story so i i had like as authors you know you have like a billion stars you know, you get the, you know, you have like, you know, the start and then sometimes you get to the middle, but you never finish. Yeah. So I had like a draw fold, you know, and they were like, you know, handwritten. And then when you get your typewriter, you type them, you know, back then they're like, come again, 47. So I started on the handwritten and on the, the typewriter and then like on the computer sources and the very first type. And I had a draw fold. And then I met my best friend who I ended up marrying and he always pushed me gotta you know, gotta do something with it yeah 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 whatever oh, he sounds like a and keeper then, <laughs> he goes, oh my god he's like oh my god he's my best friend so we end up having our first daughter and I end up losing my brother five months after she was born mm. and it kind of propelled me to just like you know you get hit with like the mortality you don't have yeah. forever anymore you don't have many more tomorrows So hearing him in my head and the loss of my brother, finally, I was like, I put it out on the page and it was the the day after Christmas. So it was 2000, 2000, uh, no, yeah, 2004. um, My daughter was 10 days old, I think she was. No, 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 no. It was after that. Whatever year it was, whatever. My daughter was an infant. So I, I started writing it and then I lost my brother and then I finished writing it. And then I just said, why not? What do yeah. I have to lose? Right? You, you have nothing more to lose. I fired it off. It was a day after Christmas and I fired it off to an agent. And I didn't realize it was the editor-in-chief. <laughs> and I got, oh yeah, seven days later, I got an email. And it, well, it didn't say like editor-in-chief in, in you know the signature line. So it was, you know, oh, let me see the rest of the manuscript. So I didn't realize it was like, you know, even like- That's editor, always the best sign. Like, so I sent it back with thanks, you know, T H A N X, you know, like an overnight, right? You know, just very informal, like like an idiot, and sent it back. Next day, I got it contact. Next day, and it was a paranormal romance about vampires, and I ended up 
multi-published three books in that series and a novella. That's amazing. And but thank you. But I ended up never even finishing it. Oh. Well, that I, happens too, though. <laughs> you know. No, well, I, I had, I didn't realize I had postpartum depression mm. and I kind of went nuts for a couple of years. Well, it's, that's, <laughs> it's really years. tough. I have a couple of friends who went through it and it is very, very tough. So I always tell my friends, like, go easy on yourself. It's, it's okay. Yeah, I, I didn't realize, like, I, I tanked my whole career because I, I truly went, like, insane and I had no idea. Everyone around me knew there was a problem and I didn't. And they were trying to like kind of get to me and let me know, and I, I just didn't know. And I, you know, you don't want to hear it because you don't think they. Yeah, wrong. you think they just don't and understand. I it. It, exactly, and I stepped back and I kind of like got healthy, but I needed to like not write for a while, hence the thirteen years of not writing. But in that, like in during that hiatus, I actually opened up my own publishing house. That's awesome. And I helped other authors get their start, which was awesome. That's incredible. Uh, can we know the name? Are we allowed to know the name? <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, let every, let all the listeners know. <laughs> yeah, I wrote under the name Renee Lyons, and I I hate that name. Oh my god, it's like so cheesy. And um, and I opened up the the publishing house uh, Lyrical Press. And in 2014, when we started seeing that Amazon self publishing was kind of eating up small small presses. I went to Kensington and we had this lovely conversation and we worked out this lovely deal and I got to stay on with the company and Kensington bought the company and my authors ended up getting this amazing opportunity to become part of the Kensington family and I got to work with the company. That's incredible. And I mean, you don't hear a lot forever. of happy stories <laughs> like that in publishing, you know, like because when self-publishing yeah, no, came a thing, so that's amazing. incredible. Yeah, so we didn't get we didn't get swallowed up by by you know Amazon. I hate to say it, you know we didn't get we didn't get like lost in the shuffle of self publishing. It we, sounds, Renee, know, like it's because you're savvy. It sounds like it's because you're savvy, and you're like, I'm gonna go talk to this publisher. No. I see them on the horizon. Amazon's a coming, and I'm gonna go start having these conversations. So that's so cool. <laughs> no, I don't. You know, I don't want. I don't like to say that I was savvy. I just I just didn't want to see lyrical go away. I just didn't want to see the our authors. Just yeah, have no I mean that's anymore. a lot of heart. So I just I. Yeah, I just, I liked Kensington. I always liked Kensington since I was a little girl. You know, I, I, I loved Walter Zacharias. I loved Steve Zacharias. I just, I loved everything that they stood for. So, and I'm not saying that's why, like, I, you know, I, I work for the company. Like, I pursued Yeah. Them. You know, I liked them. Yeah, you chose someone, something, a company that, that, that yeah. follows your beliefs and that you feel confident would do exactly. you right. So that's great. Yeah. And your exactly. authors. I wanted right. to write for them. Yeah, so, you know, when when they gave us the opportunity, I was like, yes. <laughs> and I, I put my knee hooks in them and I haven't like, let go. Like, even if they want, I'm like, no, I'm staying with you. <laughs> so yeah, you know, I just didn't want to see, you know, I didn't want to see miracles just fade away. So, That's amazing. And you and saved those authors out. too, you know, really helped them, yeah. you know, get, keep, keep going, you know, That's awesome. I hope so. I hope everyone's so happy. I mean, I, I really don't talk to a lot of them anymore because I work behind the scenes now. But when I do cross paths with them, everyone seems very happy. So and, good. And that's you know, all you can ask for, too. <laughs> you know, like just hope for the best and, you know, go with the, you know, go with the the waves, the hurdles that keep on coming, you know, and just as long as everyone's happy um, and keep moving. You know what I mean? Like it's so tough to kind of keep going with it. So it's cool that you see those authors and you see that they're doing good and you're like, oh, okay. Well, I hope, I hope it is going well. <laughs> yeah. Well, within, within like, I think I don't even like remember the time frame. But it was like very, very soon after we sold, 
we already had we had like a new York, uh, USA Today bestseller. Nice. Like within like yeah. Oh my god, I died. I was so excited for. I was like, yay! It was I think it was oh Barbara. I can't remember. Oh M M K Barbara. I think it was. But yeah, she she hit like immediately. I was so proud. These are things that I like love so, yeah, about the book community. Whether you're like an author or working in publishing or both, like everyone is cheering you on. Like I know it can seem like a dog eat dog world, but there are people out there who are yeah, cheering you on it. and want you to do well. You know, we're not competing against each other. We need to like lift each other up. And it's just so cool to hear that story where it's like you're seeing an author that you worked with and you see her hit the New York Times or the bestsellers list, and you're like, yes, we did it. Yeah, you can lift each other up. There's, there's, I don't believe in competition. I, I really don't. I never did. I was, I wasn't that person, and I'll never be that person. Never. It's, just, it's not my style. That's so cool. Well, so now speaking of book releases, so you just released Wrath, and that. So now that is yeah. your first book since you were uh, published in two thousand four. Then. Uh, two thousand six. Ah, the, okay. the last of the Temple of Vampire series. So my last book was two thousand six. That was Tempting Darkness, and then. This one, so it was actually, this is actually my first self-published book. So it's a whole different world. That's, that's oh very exciting. God. So is are you, is it the pandemic that kind of inspired going? Hey, now's the time. I'm buckling down. Or has this been a story that's been in your head? How what was it like getting back into to writing? Scary, <laughs> really scary, <laughs> very scary. Well, I gotta remember, I was traditionally publishing, even though I was with a small a small publisher. You know, well, Samhain wasn't considered a small publisher. I mean, it was it was a large. Yeah small press so I mean they did everything for you this is my first time doing it for myself and lyrical you know we were we were tiny and you know I was like a kind of not I would I don't want to say it was a one woman show because you know we did have a you know a set you know we had a lot of people working behind the scenes with me but when it came to marketing you know you know it was pretty much me and just a you know very small amount mm. of people but the world was very 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 different yeah, back yeah. then and I feel like wow <laughs> <laughs> oh my god I don't even know where yeah self-publishing there are like so many plan. moving parts so many moving parts I mean yeah. uh, even so I published my first book in 2013 and god was it 2013 yeah 2013 and I feel like and I was you know um and then I went on a hiatus for a while and it's crazy like how different I think back on like how different I and I can't even imagine if you go back to 2006 because that's even further back but like I go wow <laughs> Wow, it's such a different yeah. world even from 2013 and then I think about how I missed out on the last three years and it's like so different again I mean it's it evolves it's like it evolves so fast and especially now when you add the pandemic and then social media and digital marketing it's just like insane and you know uh, I, you readers I don't know if readers out there know that there's so many moving parts to self-publishing like you you are a one-woman show Renee when you are self-publishing I mean you can hire a PA and you can hire all these people but like from you know handling your social media getting the word out blog tours you know book covers formatting I mean it's all on you you know mm -hmm. oh like I, I went into this with a plan like I had I had a written out plan I am I, I'm one of those people like I make lists. I'm a list I am person a list too. it's so funny <laughs> I have a list of everything I look at my list now I'm like yeah. <laughs> what was I thinking <laughs> my list is a joke <laughs> because my list means nothing you know what I was doing prior to December 15th which was my daughter's birthday like I was like, oh, I'm gonna release the book on my daughter's birthday. It's gonna be such a like a fun day. I was so stressed <laughs> that whole day because I, 
I was like, okay, we're going to you know, celebrate her birthday. We're going to celebrate Rachel's release. It's going to be so much fun. I sat at this computer thinking like, oh, you know, I'm going to watch those sales go up on Amazon. I was like, what? I can't even tell you how many times That's I it. refresh an Amazon page on release day. I go, I'm not partying. I'm sitting at my computer refreshing Amazon. <laughs> okay, see, see no, no one explained to me page reads. Because got to remember, when the last time I did this, there were no such Yeah, you, would, you couldn't get that even, data. You know, there was no, no, nothing like that existed, yeah. so... Even when I was lyrical, you know, Kindle Unlimited, it was brand new and it wasn't calculated this yeah. way. Oh, oh my God. No one explained to me, Kindle Unlimited, the amount of money you don't make per oh, page yeah. read. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of, I mean, even I'm learning those things. Like, I feel like I went in so green many years ago when I started self-publishing. And now there are so many little idiosyncrasies, like you said, like page reads. Like, can someone please call this podcast and break down page reads for me? And all it's like, please. But it's funny, but, but it's fun now. Like, you know, it, it was stressful the first couple of weeks. And now I'm having fun with it because now I, I'm laughing at myself and I like that about me like that well, I, and I think that. that's how you should go it's in with day, releases. Like, I'm gonna be 50 years old about, I have to laugh at this like I'm because I'm not young anymore I have to oh shush this. you're young at heart and <laughs> <laughs> so that's the six the six screws and four metal plates in my neck <laughs> my bad hip my bad knees my bad eyes <laughs> well I mean but at least you can like make light of the situation with publishing you know what I mean yes, like it's exactly. I think that there's yes, always like two exactly. sides to it like you can you can sit and be stressed out or you can take a step back and go hey I worked really hard and I can laugh and roll with these punches yes. and I'm just excited that I got a book out and I love my book exactly. and that's what I think is the most important part is that you love your work and you get it out to the masses yep. and you're like you know what I'm proud of myself and I'm going to say this to every author on every person every author that I interview on this podcast writing a book is hard and we need to be easy go a little bit easier on ourselves because there's so many moving parts and I think when you publish a book and like if we're list makers you know you check all those things off your list and you take a deep breath and you go I did it I did it and I'm happy with it and whatever happens at this point I'm gonna laugh and roll so I I it's just it's yeah. such a process um the author you had on yesterday, she was so nice and she was so smart when she said, you don't get into it to make money. If you're going to get yeah. into it, you know, to, to get rich, don't get into it. And she's so right because I didn't, you know, anything that I, that I would make from this would be awesome, but I didn't write the book to make money. I did it because I didn't think I would again. I, I never thought that I would ever write fiction i didn't think i would ever write yeah you know um yeah it's definitely uh so that was mary elizabeth on our last episode and she spoke a lot about that because i think that there's because self-publishing makes it so accessible which is a really great thing and also i think has sort of a dark side to it um and i don't want to say it's a dark Mm -hmm. side because that's not really fair so i take that back i take that dark side back but i think that there are a lot of people who go and write and to make money and there's nothing wrong with that there are like formula writers who are able to write like a book a month or a book every you know two months and shell out these stuff and write very formula books and there's a market for that I completely understand and kudos to you that you can master the Amazon algorithm and and some days I like wish I could be that author and then when I sit down to write my book I go and I think about like things that Mary said like you like you mentioned I go no like I write because I love it and it would be amazing if I made millions of dollars but right now I'm just super passionate Mm -hmm. about these stories and I love romance and I love the book community and I'm going going in it because I love it you know I had to prove to myself that I could do it again 
because I really, I truly didn't believe that I could. Like I wrote a memoir and I published it a couple of years ago because again, with the postpartum depression, that came on the heels of a lot of medications I was on. Like I, in order to have my daughter, my first one, I had um, in vitro mm-hmm. fertilization two times and I suffered infertility from when I was 19. And that's so hard on you. Wow, so I had, it, it, it was, it was very, very hard. I went through numerous surgeries. So it, there was a lot of hormone sure. things that led up to my postpartum depression. So I wrote a memoir about that. And, you know, it's easy to write. Okay, it's not easy, but it's a little easier to write nonfiction because I was just writing. Yeah, well, it's what fun. It feels fun. Experiences. I mean, not that writing yeah, a memoir exactly. isn't I mean, fun, it, but you I know what I mean. Writing, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was just writing yeah. what I had gone through. But to invent an entire world and invent these people from nothing, it's, it's you know, for me, I'm not talking about anyone else's experiences, but for me, it's, it's much more difficult. And it's much more gut-wrenching because um, I'm yeah, pulling on emotions. Yeah, it's personal. You know, that, exactly, exactly. And with race, there's a lot in there, which I didn't realize when I was writing it, that I was tapping into from my childhood, a lot of things with the, the heroin with Jamie that I didn't even realize that I was still experiencing in my own subconscious with my childhood and things that I had gone through in my life that I didn't. Yeah, I didn't realize that I would that might still be lingering in the back of my own my mind. Well, it's kind of interesting how writing does that. I imagine writing a memoir is cathartic and also like reveals a lot. But it's I would I would assume that that cathartic element it's like you're getting it out on the paper, but also like brings a lot to light. But I didn't feel that when I was writing. What the funny thing is, infertility (laughs) sucks. I didn't feel that when I (laughs) when I was writing that book because it was very punchy. It was very me, and then that was it. But when I was writing race, and I was bringing out all of these emotions going through what Jamie was going through it was it was tapping into my subconscious and was bringing it to the forefront I was like whoa wait a minute so I really didn't think that I was ever going to get back to a place where I can write fiction again and, and go into those emotions so I had to prove to myself that I could and when I did it and when I got to the end of that first draft I was like oh my <laughs> god and I mean it was like high fives around the house and the cheering and it was ridiculous it was like you would think what I did like I ran a marathon it is like running a marathon though I mean nothing feels better than (laughs) typing the end at the end of a book that's for sure so let's talk more about Wraith um what inspired you to write it and or write romance I guess actually we know we now know that you fall fell in love with romance like at the age of 15 which is amazing but like tell us a little bit more about (laughs) Wraith and its plot its leading characters what made you want to write it give us a tell us a little bit more about it okay so Real simple. I mean, very strange. I mean, music. I love music. A, a song or a, a lyric could just make or break me. And I was in my car, and it was actually with my older daughter. She's 16. She's so cute. And we were listening to Five Finger Death Punch. I'm like a rockhead. I nice. have been all my life. I'm going to die a rockhead. And Five Finger Death Punch came on. It was a song, Blue on Black. And that was it. It just triggered something in my brain and this whole world, like the town of mayhem. Is Gritty Town, which is actually a real town. It is not Mayhem. It's uh, Honesdale, PA. I lived there for uh, maybe like a year or so on and off. My parents had a house in Damascus, uh, Pennsylvania, very rural, very mountain Pennsylvania. And uh, I lived there for a little while. And uh, Honesdale is a little bit uh, north of uh, Damascus. And it's, you know, it's a little town. And I used to love going there. It's a little tiny little town but I embellished it and I made it this gritty kind of like uh strip clubs and bars and brothels and a red light district 
very like neon on one side of the town and very like uh, family oriented uh, mom and pop stores on the other side of town and this violent gang called the unholy mm-hmm. kind of run the whole thing and I they needed a world to live in so and this is weird because it started I started thinking about this two years ago and then it's all over this song blue on black the beat of the song from five finger death punch and it was set after war of uh, the, the second civil war in America that hit during mm-hmm. the global pandemic. I am not lying. This was two years ago, I had wow. this thought. I'm not a prophet or anything like that. Stop predicting the so future. <laughs> and, it's and it's documented because I have all of my word documents. I saved every one of them. They're all dated. And I started this two years ago. Wow. So it's very freaky. <laughs> yeah, really strange. So yeah, so that, that's the world that they live in. And then there are these this gang me unholy and i didn't want to do a traditional like mc you know this motorcycle gang so instead i swapped out you know harley's for dirt bikes and that's what they did instead of like wearing like leather cuts they wear fox and o'neill riding gear and instead of you know harley boots they're in you know riding boots so the the, the o'neill fight of yeah you know, the, the, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. i grew up um I, li- I like motocross so i just my that's awesome I, I grew up in san diego and we there was a lot of of motorheads who would go to the desert and ride their dirt bikes all the time um i i love the premise and stuff like that so so if you so tell us a little bit about the leading character so we have eric race shaw and then we have what's the female protagonist tell us a little bit about this plot and what we can expect um you know, from the story, you know, what's, what, is there that love story? What, what, what can readers expect? Okay, so you have Jamie Ellis and she is a very put upon character, this poor girl, what I put her through. Her father isn't now, well, <laughs> her father was an alcoholic and she was very badly abused as a, as a little girl. And at 16, something very bad happens to her and she uh, puts a stop to it. Well, just we'll just end it there and she and she is forced to leave mayhem so she goes away for a little while and uh, she does not come back and uh race and her cross paths i can't give too much away on what happened you have to kind of read the book i hate to do that to people i don't like when people do that to me about a book but um they they cross paths when uh she is in florida and race finds himself uh, at the mercy of her very sadistic husband, uh, who is which I'm so curious about. I was reading days. the synopsis and kind of I I, <laughs> I did download it. Uh, readers, it's available on Kindle Unlimited. I did t- I kind of take a gander, and we'll definitely be giving this a read. Um, but I'm so curious. Like I was like, you know, uh, when I go, oh, your husband sounds awful. Why are you in it? <laughs> like, what is going on? I'm so curious about this element. So okay, well, what I did was I I. I guess I went back a little bit to my, my science fiction roots. I did a little bit of dystopian in it, but it, it's not so heavy handed that like you, it could be classified like as a dystopian romance. There's a little bit of everything. I just wanted to, to bend the rules a little bit mm-hmm. to, to play with that. Just because I, I, I like escapism in, in my reading. So I, I, I just like to play a little fast and loose with, with reality. So I, I, and I needed, I needed a, a little bit of a, rule bending in order to, to make my, my, my story work and you kind of you, you got to read I'm it so to understand curious. why because what I put right through yeah you know, what I put right through you, you, you kind of 
you kind of need a little bit of a, a little help to help him survive <laughs> <laughs> when, I, when I put this poor man through. But uh, so he's he's fighting in these modern day deathmatch gladiator games, and she's not going to sit back and just let her husband oh, do this uh-huh. to him and get away with it. So she uh, he's very badly tortured over and over again, and she's like, mm, no, we're going to do something about this. So they uh, they get out of there and they make it back to Mayhem. And uh, a lot of stuff happens. And uh, I do give readers a happily ever after because I am. I am a sucker like for a happily and, ever uh, after. Happily so good to know. <laughs> it is a happily for now. And I do not give them a cliffhanger either because I, I, as a reader, I don't like that. So it is a standalone and they get a happily awesome. ever after. So but a lot of stuff happens and it is very graphic. And I know there's, you know, some people like trigger warnings and I do write very, very graphic about that torture. I leave nothing to the imagination. <laughs> there's some power tools involved and there's a lot of blood and uh, yeah, a lot of stuff happens, but they do, they do get their Okay, I'm after. intrigued. I'm so, so intrigued. I'm assuming that on your cover has this good looking guy. If you had three words to describe Eric Wraithshaw, <laughs> the leading man from your book, what would they be? Okay, well, I actually just recently updated the uh, the blurb to reflect it. So it's tortured, damaged, oh. and lethal. Well, sounds like it's dark and mysterious out there, readers. So maybe you want to check that out. <laughs> <laughs> so so I see that, um, that this actually, this book is part of a series called Masters of Mayhem. I saw that with four more books coming in the future. So what can readers expect from this series? Okay, so we have the the main characters are we have Wraith, who was the first book, and then we have Jester in this order. Jester, Malice, Havoc, Oh, I love those Discord. names. And, uh, yeah, they're all going to get... <laughs> Thank you. They're all going to get their own books. And uh, Jester is the clown of the bunch. Uh, I'm actually writing him now. And um, funny thing is, his book is the lightest of them all. And uh, he's given me a run for my money because I'm used to writing very dark themes. And uh, his book kind of isn't. And it's more playful. And uh, I'm like, come on, man. <laughs> You're driving me crazy. Like, I, I need that darkness. But yeah, his is more playful. And um, Malice is going to come next. And his is very, very dark. And uh, then comes Havoc. Uh, Havoc and Discord of Brothers. Uh, and yeah, so Havoc is, uh, his is going to be the heaviest one. Uh, I, I want to write his. I can't wait to write his. I'm going to enjoy that one. And uh, Discord, uh, Discord is the youngest one out of the bunch. And uh, he's like everyone's younger brother. And uh, he's continually described as creepy. He's uh, very, very creepy. <laughs> I'm going to have fun with that one too. <laughs> but <laughs> that's the best part. As long as you're having fun writing the series. And uh, actually... <laughs> Which, I, don't, I don't know what that says about me. I'm having fun writing about really sadistic characters, but yeah, they're all they're all deranged in their cool. own so, way. <laughs> this is kind of a, a little bit of an off-topic question. So I have a huge struggle writing series. Do you enjoy writing series? Is that like, do you enjoy like I, all of these characters are connected, and I love that it's a four-part series, so readers can always have more of something that they really enjoy. Do you do you enjoy the whole series writing a series element? Yeah, I like, because I like to play in the same world. I just don't like to see, how do I put this? Um, I like, I like for, when I'm writing a series, or even if I'm reading a series, I like, like the two main characters of one book. I, I like for them to have like a, the ending, yeah. and I don't really want to see them again, though. So like Ray yeah. and Jamie, they're done. Like you'll see them in the other books, 
but I don't want to see them too much. Like for the, the sake of like, I hate to say fans because it, it, it sounds weird to me, but for the sake of readers who like those characters, I'll drop them in occasionally. But yeah. Then, but they've already been done. Goodbye. You know, we've already seen you. But yeah, because I, I like I like the world. You know, if, if I'm going to invest, like, let's say it takes me, I write very slow. So if I'm going to invest like six months of my time in a world, it means I really like it. So I want to keep playing in that world and see see more of it. Like, I don't I think I need to take notes from you, Renee, because but- I struggle so hard with writing series. <laughs> and so, but I love, I, I don't know why I haven't thought of it that way, but you really need to like fall in love with the world that you're writing so much so that you want to stay in it for a while. Because if you're going to put in the development and lay down that foundation, uh, you might as well build, you know. I love that. Yeah. I, I really do. Like, I enjoy living in this world. And that's really what you do as a writer. I mean, you know, you live, you live in your creation for a little while. You know, you get to know this world. You get to know these people. You know, they're not alive. But to you, they're, yeah, they're, absolutely. You know, they're living in your brain. You know, they're taking yeah. space, you know. But like I said, but like, once I'm done, like, they're done. Like, <laughs> Rafe and Jamie, goodbye. Like, you're, I'm finished with you. Yeah. You're driving me crazy now. Goodbye. Go away. Now I want to stay with these people for a little while. <laughs> I love like, that, though. Like I that. saw, so I saw the tagline um, uh, that for the series that says, where the villains have become the heroes. And I am just, like, such a sucker for villain <laughs> stories. Tell us more about this concept. I mean, we've kind of, you kind of explained that they each have their own sort of sick and twisted personalities, which I love. But where'd that tagline come from? And how does it relate to your series? Well, I've always, since I was a little girl, I've always liked the bad guys, always. Like, I was the one, like, Dracula, mm-hmm. you know? I've always loved vampires, you know? I've always, I, I like my, my husband, like, you said, you know, I, my house is a house of horrors. Like, I have Gladdy and Pally oh hanging by my desk. I, I don't know if you see it. I, I'm actually going to, I'm going to post it on Instagram. I'm going to take a picture, like, Please do. I'm hanging by my desk. <laughs> I'm a closeted, I like, I call closet. myself a corporate goth. <laughs> Because, like, I can only be so, like, so I really appreciate that. <laughs> like, when I watch horror movies, I'm not cheering for the, you know, for the, for the person who's a yeah. like, good person. I'm, I want, like, the monster to win. I've always been that way. They're interesting. So, for me, you know, I, I like the anti-hero. I love the anti-hero. You know, I, yeah. I, like, I like the villain. Because they're complex. They're, they're, their storyline is always more interesting to me. So, if I'm going to read it, or if I'm going to write, uh, you know, a, a character... I want the juicy one. I, I want the one that's going to be like a little, mm, little bit more gritty too. What's going on in your brain? You know? what, 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 what made you the way? Yeah, like what made you the way you are? You, you know, you're crazy. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I like a little you. crazy. Uh, so, what do you think makes a good villain, and what do you think makes yeah. readers fall in love with villains? Again, they're they're yeah. the more interesting ones. They're the ones that you know that the, the walk on the wild side. You know, they're the ones that make you. you yeah, know, it's you totally the point. Rush. You know, I don't I don't like the. the I don't. I don't think that women want to tame the bad guy. I don't. I don't think that's you know the bad boy. I don't. I don't think you want to tame them. You know, it's what you like wanna, actually you wanna, about them. You want to dance with them. You know, you want to. Yeah. You want to be a part yeah, of it. You want to take them. You want them to grab your hand. And, yeah, you want them to take your hand and drag you. <laughs> you want to be part of the villain to the dismay of that, that girl's like, parents. You know? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You know. I mean. That's one of the things that I liked about my husband when I first yeah. met him. Like, you know, he gave me that <laughs> rush. You know, I looked at him like, Oof. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> you know, you, you want the, you know, you want the man that looks like he's going to make, you know, like, he doesn't care if he gets yeah. his hands dirty, making you feel good, you know, to be a little, you know, to be a little gross about it, you know, like, you know, if he looks a little too buttoned up, you, you want to be a little rougher on the edges. He wants to get his hands dirty to, you know, give you a good time. 
yeah, you know, you want someone that's, you know, <laughs> going to like mess you up a little bit, you know? <laughs> I do have to say, so definitely a huge a fan bit. of the Rebel Without a Cause growing up. I dated a lot of rough around the edges guys. <laughs> so. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, that that's what women like. You know, that's why Fifty Shades of Grey sold so well. That's why dark romances sell so well, you know? Even, you know, even like those sweet romances, if you really look the at them. The hero's like, always a little gritty, always a little heroes, flawed. They're all the ones that exactly like the, even even the sweet romances you know we're all the the heroes they all go that extra mile for you know for the heroines for the you know they don't care yeah. about messing themselves up behind. which i love it and i'm assuming that's that that's a huge life. part of your newest book right of course he doesn't care about getting his hands dirty to make jamie feel good you know how you no, know, please not, be, not crude, to be really crude, but you know, I wrote a character once. <laughs> I wrote, I wrote a character once, you know, and and the, you know, the heroine she was very badly abused, and he told her she was terrified, and he was like, you know, no one's ever going to hurt you again, and if they do, I'm going to put him on a meat hook and peel his skin from his bones. Well, you know what? Yeah, That's but really he's her hero. You know what I mean? But, he's like, I'm know. never going to let anyone hurt you. I mean, like, it sounds <laughs> gritty and crude, but it's like, yeah, thanks. I don't want to be hurt anymore. Can you go hang that dude on a meat for you? Thanks. You know, he was a vampire. <laughs> I'll give him that. But still, <laughs> but a woman would want, you know, but the essence of that is, you know, women, you know, most women, you know, even, you know, maybe I'm a little touched in the head, granted, but still, you know, many women would want someone who you know the essence of that is you know you want someone who's going to go that extra mile to protect you you know and you, you know a lot of women will go that extra mile yeah it's definitely a man too you know it's, it's a two-way street you know because i know <laughs> yeah. someone's gonna hurt my husband i'm gonna go crazy on them but the same thing is he's gonna go crazy and that's someone, love you know, that's gonna try to hurt <laughs> me too yeah no it, it is it is yeah but you know but that's the kind of book that I write and apparently that's the kind of book that's selling because that's what a lot of women want and right now the villain I mean I know I'm a huge fan yeah I, I totally agree <laughs> you know <laughs> villain, villains are all the rage right now and, and and but you have to ask yourself why and they're gritty and it's a little bit of a fantasy too I, I mean in the sense there. of like I want to be a part of that. And uh, I think that that's the fun part of these books that are so popular where the villain, the antihero, I mean, like, I, I can't even tell you how many antihero books I've read in the past year. They're by far some of my most favorite books. So very cool. Um, do you have an all time favorite villain? That's maybe not romance can be movie or anything related. Cause I know you're like a horror fan and stuff. Do you have an all time favorite villain? Okay. <laughs> the best. <laughs> um, yeah. I just, um, <laughs> Yeah, Dracula yes, is so good. On, and recently, yeah. I, I, we binged like around Halloween, you know, pandemic, we binged a bunch of horror movies. And I was playing some of my favorite um, Dracula movies. And I hadn't seen it in years, but and my boyfriend had never seen it as I play. We watched Bram Stoker's Dracula with um, with um, what's his name with Winona Ryder. And uh, oh, my God, he plays Sirius Black. I, oh, my God. How oh. Gary Oldman, who I have like oh, the biggest uh, old man Oldman, crush on. And I really do. And I was just like, oh, man, I miss really classic Dracula stories. I remember watching the one with Franklin <laughs> Bella with my someone. grandmother. Uh, Dracula is the all time. And, you know, Renee, <laughs> vampires are kind of having a comeback again. They're coming back. You know what? I, I actually thought about putting my old books back into publication. I was like, oh, no, I mean, so you bad. could keep it under like <laughs> no. the same name if no, it was, no, no. you said it was a different pen name. No, they're cringy. <laughs> 
no they're still cringing right, they're okay still <laughs> I, but you never know keep it in the back back burner but or write a new vampire story i feel like vamp i feel I, I feel because there's a couple of big books that came out in the past year that um vampires are coming back i mean and you know twilight's the cutesy vampire but you know Stephanie Meyer's bringing back Edward Cullen and I don't know how many people how many authors out there are going to hop on the bandwagon but I foresee it happening that's that is my prediction I mean that's I feel like vampires are cyclical anyways they they always come back into fashion and literature well you were talking with, yeah mm-hmm. I'm sorry what was her name Mary, Mary Elizabeth you were speaking with her yesterday about that and um my 10 year old we, we recently binged the whole movie series with her and uh she has a crush wow. on Jacob. Wow. Renee, what are you Jacob. doing? <laughs> you told her no. The other <laughs> I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. I'm raising her wrong. I know. <laughs> She's Team Jacob. <laughs> like well, that change is pretty phenomenal <laughs> in New Moon. Not going to lie. Um, I, I just rewatched. Uh, I just. Um, my boyfriend had only ever seen the first Twilight movie and I didn't know. And I kind of begged at one point, like, do you want to do watch Twilight movies? And for some reason, I don't know if it was like the wine or what we were doing. He was like, yeah, like, let's do it. And we watched Twilight and it was kind of cringy, but it was like, whatever. And then we watched the other ones and he had so many questions. He was like, I've never seen these. He's like, what's going on? And I was like, no, no questions. Just watch. <laughs> just, just, just watch. Um, we made it all the way to breaking dawn i don't think we actually watched breaking dawn but we made it all the way through we should probably pick that back up again but he was kind of like laughing the whole time and i was like i get it (laughs) get it yeah Yeah, i I don't i don't publicly talk about that (laughs) so um let's see do you consider well i guess we kind of talked about this do you consider villains the underdogs of the story but i guess that's the whole phrase of like villains are the anti-heroes um i was trying to like define like if if villains are in a different category like there's the underdog and the villain but i guess they can be both yeah i guess so i guess so is it i really don't even consider villains i don't know i guess i just consider them like anti-heroes because it yeah, depends on how they're being written i guess yeah I, I write them as anti-heroes. Which I love. Um, like so obviously villain. we're a sucker for words around here. Um, do you have a favorite line you've written from Wraith? Um, I just figured I'd give you an opportunity if you wanted to give our readers a little two to three sentence tease of your book if they've never read any of your stuff before. Oh, it's so <laughs> I hate reading my own writing out loud, but okay, I'll give it a try. Um, I no, read you're so good. It's so bad. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so there are... No, 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 I'm terrible. Okay. So there are three actually that I like um, and really, really cheesy, but this is something that I think about my husband and myself. That's why I put it in the book. So Grace and I are imperfect puzzle pieces that fit together perfectly. And that is very much Frankie. So I had to stick that in there. And then there is another one that I like. Uh, hearing the name Race, uh, hearing the name Eric on Jamie Ellis's lips is both a benediction and a blasphemy. And this one is, thank you. And then this one is, so race it's not even funny and pretty much sums up his entire personality i love <laughs> diabolical yep, and because he does and that is <laughs> That's sum awesome. up his whole personality right there well definitely readers go check out her book it was released <laughs> december 15th so not that long ago um it's part of the series if you're looking for a series read this is a great place to start and it's available on um kindle unlimited right so I, I recently downloaded it so definitely everyone go give it a read yeah. um so 
we talked that you work in publishing Thank and now you. and you're a writer and you've done everything with all your publishing experience. Um, what's the one piece of advice you'd give to aspiring writers out there who want to get into it? Stay positive. That's great. But... <laughs> Seriously, stay positive. Even <laughs> yeah. on the days Stick when you want to give up. <laughs> Definitely. Stay positive is a great, is a, some great advice because it's yeah, easy, it's just, you know, yeah. with word counts and deadlines and, you know, seeing what other people do, just always stay positive and don't get imposter syndrome. You are a writer and you can do it. And yeah. um, don't judge yourself by what other people are doing. Just yeah, do you that's and awesome. stay positive. Um, so what is your favorite thing about the book community? And I think it's kind of a good question because you're coming back into it and then, you know, getting publishing in December and doing all that sort of stuff and, you know, publishing during a pandemic on top of that. Um, what has been your favorite thing about the book community? Uh, that they get it, that you guys get it. Like, <laughs> no, I'm so obsessed with books. It's not even like I'm so obsessed with the world of books, like the whole thing, the 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 words, the stories, the characters, the whole thing about books, and you guys get it. And to be part of that in all the different ways that I have been part of it, from being an author, a cover artist, I've done editing, I've been a publisher, I format, I'm working behind the scenes. I do. I have literally been every single aspect of this publishing industry to be a part of it. And you guys get, you guys get it. I get to share all of that with you guys and to obsess with you guys. It's a little magical. I'm going to go on a limb and say it's a little magical. I don't get to share that with anyone. To be with a community who just, you don't have to explain yourself. They just totally get it. Yeah. You understand it. Yeah, exactly. Like I don't, you, I could say like any, like I could just throw out a character and you're like, oh yeah, yeah. And we all, and a whole conversation erupts over like just one, uh, one name of one character. It's amazing. It starts a whole conversation that can last for hours. I've never seen anything like it. There's nothing like that in the world. Yeah. There's anything else that I've ever, other than like, let's say a comic book. It, it's, That's it's amazing. Incredible. We love I, the I book love community it. and it. um, it's just, it's, it's, it's why we started this podcast too. It's just, we love the book community so much and we wanted to find a way to connect readers to authors and authors to readers and learn more about people in the industry. And it's just because this, this community is so great and um, we love connecting with everyone because everyone, I, we, the, everyone we've come in contact with is just so sweet and so excited. And I think that's another part of the book community we love is the excitement. Like you said, like you mentioned a name and you talk about a character and it snowballs into a conversation that's never ending. And it's just endless creativity and endless excitement. It's, it's, I, it's, it's just so great. It's unlike anything I've ever been a part of in my life. And like, I'm gonna, I'm on this earth for almost a quarter. Uh, it's a <laughs> but try to explain the book else. community it's to amazing. a person outside of the book community, and you're like, yeah, this is gonna be a while. <laughs> so <laughs> they just they don't. don't understand yeah. it. So um, I have this thing that I would like to do a quick five question (laughs) breakdown. I think I actually have a bonus question for you. Um, We just kind of like a little bit of a rapid fire sort of, you know, get to know you sort of thing. Um, So we're just going to jump right into this quick five question breakdown, Mm -hmm. Renee. Um, Here we go. Renee, what is your favorite book and why? Saving Grace by Julie Garwood, and why is because it saved my life when I was in a bed. That's amazing. It made me think. That um, why, who is your author hero? 
awesome you know i'm finding you're the second person i've asked that it's always uh mary had the same thing where it's like her favorite book was her the person who wrote her favorite book was her author hero and i'm like i wonder if that's just how these questions are always going to go it makes a hundred percent sense um (laughs) um what is the last book you read uh bella de corte what was that which you have to read because it's amazing. Oh, okay. Noted, everyone. Let's you have read to read that it because it's amazing. Um, so I creeped your Instagram and I saw that you have a Frankenstein picture hanging in your house and you mentioned you love horror. What is your favorite horror movie of all time? Oh my God, I love uh, The Conjuring. The Conjuring I, I do. I love The Conjuring and I actually hype that movie up because I feel like people, um, you know, I think finding good horror nowadays is hard and everyone has their preference right but one of my favorite um is like possession and yeah, um and yeah. i thought the conjuring was really well done i love the conjuring it's so good i even like yeah, the second one although i, I don't it. think it's, it's as creepy. good as the first but um but sinister, sinister the, what was that second though when it comes to creepy sinister oh sinister i haven't seen that i'm gonna put that sinister, on my list because i do love horror um I, i'm very particular about which like newish horror movies i like but the conjuring if, if if you're saying it's kind of as good as the conjuring i'll definitely go check out sinister noted i yeah, I'm, it, I'm, it, I'm i need more creepy. horror but i i love horror i don't write horror i wish i did it's kind of like one of those things but i love horror movies and and everything with it so very cool so Bonus question. I feel like we kind of got a feel for this earlier on in the pod, but does a love of horror influence your books, even though you write romance? Yeah, obviously. Um, I don't, I don't think, <laughs> well, I don't, I don't think along the lines of like shiny, <laughs> happy, like Hallmark thoughts. So like, I, I don't know, like I see something and like, I don't know, like I automatically, if I see something like really pretty, I'm like, hmm, what does it look like old tarnished? Mm-hmm. You know? And then like, I'm like, hmm, okay, well, how did it get that way? And then like, like a, it'll snowball into like this whole well how did it get that way and why and a whole story will like come into my head about how it got all <laughs> ugly and stuff so yeah no uh yeah that's awesome I, I, don't, I don't think yeah pretty, pretty I, I love thought. that I love so, that that yeah, affects the, the books that you write I think that that's a cool word. element <laughs> so um I wanted to give you an opportunity to pitch your next project and what's going on that listeners should know about and where can readers find you <laughs> well I'm everywhere <laughs> Um, actually, I'm everywhere, but on Twitter. Um, I, I don't. I have an account, but I really don't use it. Uh, I'm on Instagram. I am literally everywhere. I use Instagram the most, but I am on Facebook. I have a reader group. Uh, if you go to my site, ReneeRocco.com, you could find my links to everything there. Um, and my next thing is uh, Rape is out now, and I'm working on Jester. He won't be out until July, hopefully. It looks like July. Yeah, July. Um, that one's going to be a little bit lighter, a little bit more fun. So if rates a little too heavy for you, you want to laugh a little bit more along with us. Uh, Jester's way of thinking is very sarcastic. And if he's thinking it, that's how I'm writing it. So if he's thinking like, LOL, <laughs> I'm literally writing LOL in the book. So he's, yeah, no, seriously. So he's, he's a little bit more fun. So want to laugh a little bit more very Stop cool in July we're excited and, and that's um up. we love a so, good series and we'll definitely <laughs> be picking up your book well i have it already readers Thank if you're you. listening definitely go download it i'll be giving it maybe that might be my not so cozy read <laughs> of the weekend a little grip um we're excited um well renee thank you so much for joining we really loved having you on the podcast and learning about your books and what's going on and hearing about your publishing experience and how that all influenced it's been great getting to know you thank you so much to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review we can't wait to bring more authors um and hopefully renee when your book comes out in july we can have you on to talk more about jester 
I would love it. 